Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Scott. How are you? It's just the two of us, isn't it? Just the two oh, of you, us. You're beating to it. <laughs> oh, are you going to do it? I was, but now you've got a good singing voice. <laughs> oh, we can do it together. Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you felt for that. That's right. <laughs> right, we are going to be talking about um, the Champions League this week, uh, Europa League. Plenty of news going on in football world. It was the FA Cup and some Premier League games this weekend. And Scott went on a road, well, not a road trip, he went on a plane trip, uh, which he'll talk to us about. So, we will start first of all, I think there's probably only one Champions League place to start this week, and that is in Germany. Bayern Munich won, Liverpool 3. Um, Liverpool took the lead through Sadio Mane. Uh, Jean Matip was very generous and gave them hope. Um, and then another goal from Mane and Virgil van Dijk. So, um, I, I feel like I've been giving... Sadio Mane a few pelters these last few weeks These sort of he needs a lot of chances to score and he's a bit like sort of a, a modern day Andy Cole but this is 10 oh. goals in 10 games for him yeah you beat, you took the word straight out of my mouth about Andy Cole Andy and Cole even the way I was kissing you <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit Hannibal Lecter to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, because Andy Cole used to have like what, one char- uh, six chances and used to bury one two at a minimum but uh, it's the same with Mane. Like I've watched a couple of Liverpool games in the past, and he's the same. But bloody hell, did he take that first goal fantastically? He did, made, didn't he? Made Mamo Neuer look like an absolute wanker, and he, he did. Because I mean, the obvious thing to do was to turn the way he didn't go. Yes, but he turned the other way, in which Neuer had to counter go a different way. And then there was three covering defenders, but only one a bit further back, and it still still went in. Yeah, superbly quick thinking. Um, you see, I, I, I was enjoying the Champions League this year. Um, Real Madrid with that sort of monolith that always do well. Was Oli's name written in the stars? Or um, was it one last hurrah for this sort of aged buying team? Six of whose players were aged over 30. Um, and they're all pretty much, with the exception of Manchester United, they're all falling by the way, Sonny. I mean, mm. Robert Lewandowski was a bit fed up at the end of this game wasn't he because I don't think he felt he had the service he should have done no he said that in the two defenders I, said, I think he said that in um, in both games yeah and, and he came out on an interview with Jan, Jan if you left on his uh, on Norwegian TV and he said that um, they were a bit too defensive and he wasn't really getting the service yeah but he has scored like six goals in what the last three games well, that's in the Bundesliga, isn't it? So he's been yeah. sort of progressing ahead with that, hasn't he? 
He has, but in the Champions League they haven't. They they've looked a shadow of this of themselves in, in the last two games against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I said to James in our European show, he went Bayern, I went Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was good to be proven right in that way because I thought Liverpool's counter attacking would would do a lot more damage to Bayern than um, Bayern's played to Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, James Milner, um, ten assists in the Champions League, which is the most since the start of last season. Jesus, really? Yeah. Wow. Everyone loves a bit of James Milner, don't they? Yeah. Um, my my next question for him: Do you think he will start at left back for the quarter final? Because Robertson's uh, now Robertson's suspended. 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 Is it? Yes. Our other choice is Moreno, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I I would go Milner or go Trent Alexander-Arnold at left back. But who would you put into right back? Fabinho, you would put right back. Yeah. Hendo's injured, so yeah. I don't know. I'm not too sure on that. I mean, it kind of helped Hendo being injured and Fabinho coming yeah. on. Yeah, that was. That I was going to talk to you about that. Do you think that was a blessing in disguise? I think it probably was. Yeah, I think it probably was. And then um, the Ox might be back after the international break as well. That's really good news because he played in was it an under twenty threes game at Derby. Derby a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's good to have him back because he can add another dimension into that Liverpool midfield. Yeah, um, and the thing that people are saying the difference between this season and last season is, of course, um, their defence. John W. Henry tweeting after the game that 75% of the world is covered by water, the other 25 by Virgil van Dijk, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty cool. Would you like a couple of quizzes? Go for it. Uh, Jean Matip becomes the fourth place score and own goal in the Champions League for Liverpool. Who are the other three? Jamie Carragher. Uh, one is still playing, so it's not Jamie Carragher. Uh, what, for Liverpool? Yeah. We've already mentioned him on this podcast. Already? Yeah. Alberto Moreno? No. <laughs> Not Virgil van Dijk? No. <laughs> Henderson? No. Okay, I'm... I'm James uh, Milner. James Milner, okay. Who are the other two? Uh, I'll, I'll help with the other two. It's John Anarisa and Sammy Hippier. The other quiz, Manuel Noyes <laughs> is the sixth goalkeeper to make 100 Champions League appearances. Buffon, Casillas. Yeah. Oh, my God, now I'm at a stretch. One stills plays. In the Premier League. Oh, Petr Cech? Yeah. Oh, A God. recently retired Spaniard. Middlesbrough legend. No, no. Middlesbrough, Manchester United and Barcelona legend. Oh, Victor Valdez. Yeah, and one more. German goalkeeper. Uh, Looks a bit like Robin Asquith. Oh, is it Jens Lehmann? No, no. One. Oli Khan. Oliver Khan, there you go. Yeah, finally I get there. <laughs> like <laughs> pulling teeth. Uh, also in the uh, Champions League this week for English teams, Manchester City 7, um, Schalke nil. so bad that Tedesco got sacked. Yeah, he got fired yesterday? Yeah. So yesterday, Bob Stevens has now been put in temporary charge. Um, Schalke have been so bad this year um, coming into this fixture um, they lost home to Fortuna Dusseldorf where Tedesco had to go to the, the ultras behind the goal and sort of take the uh, the vitriol from them and then they lost 4-2 away at Werder Bremen last week and then got absolutely pumped 7-0 by a free scoring Manchester City side who scored I think it's 68 in 2019 
I think when you have to go out, start going and talking to the ultras behind, they go, your time's up because yes. um, uh, the Monaco players had to go and do that just before you got sacked. Yeah, and um, they're 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 coming back to form at the moment. I, I remember a few Roma players have had to do it in the past. Yeah, and um, um, Rome, so a couple of Roma players in Daniele De Rossi and Florenzi had to do it after a Europa League defeat to Fiorentina, where they got embarrassed three 0 a couple of years ago. So as you said, it's it's never good. No, it's never good. Roma uh, Ultras delivered the carrots to the training ground once, didn't they? They did. I think that's when they got beat. Oh my god, I'm trying to think. It. I think it was under Rudy Garcia. Yeah, it was um, a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a while ago. I think it may have. They got beat by Juventus or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's the second highest aggregate win in the Champions League. Uh, second only to Bayern twelve, Sporting Lisbon one. Um, <laughs> Gary Lineker and Schalke. Social media had a bit of a conversation. Did you see that? I haven't. Did they? Gary Lineker likes to have these sort of debates with people on social media, doesn't he? Uh, what did he tweet? I think he said not even Theresa May would. Uh, these are worse than Theresa May or something. And oh wow! Do you know what? It's so good. I can't even bloody remember it. <laughs> right, let me find it. Schalke. Is this the Schalke? Is this the Schalke 04 English account or yeah. the main... Yeah. Do you know what? It'd help if I could spell both Schalke and Lineker. Anyway, it was very funny between the two of them. I knew we should have taken a screenshot. Um, Sergio Aguero did a little penenka as well for his penalty, didn't he? Um, no German teams in the quarterfinal, which I think is the first time since about 2006, isn't it? That's correct. There's only one German team left in European competition. Yeah, which we'll get on to in a minute. Which we'll get on to later, yes. Yeah. Um, and Peppers said that City are only teenagers in the Champions League competition. I could kind of see what he's saying. Yeah, they've only what been in in the mainly in it what last six seven years. Yeah, I mean before then they were sort of seeded. Europa League. Yeah, yeah they were Europa League. Then they they weren't seeded particularly well, were they? Because um, coefficient. It, yeah, coefficient since their first time in the Champions League and everything. So it's um, I can see what he means, but when you've got sort of bottomless pits of a state facing you then you know it's a little bit sort of tweed to say that um so talking about this this was a bit cannon fodder for um for Schalke I felt sorry for the fans who traveled down they took the older uh, the three tiers behind the goal it's never good when you travel away from home and then you get absolutely pummeled it's not a good look yeah um and they took a fair few of them as well didn't they yeah I think they fall filled the three tiers behind the goal in the corner yeah no they did incredibly well uh, okay what else have we got Barcelona 5 Leon 1 uh, Lionel Messi got two goals um, and his little drag back goal was absolutely gorgeous oh. yeah uh, there was two main talking points the controversy in this game one was the penalty Luis Suarez um, which as as you're a Liverpool fan you know he has the the tire he wants to go down in the box oh, every opportunity. Oh, I know, but every opportunity he 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 wants to go down in the box on the slightest of contact. Name a footballer that doesn't. True. <laughs> All right, he's not he's not too much different, and I'm not defending no. him because he's a Liverpool player, but um, yeah. ex ex Liverpool player, but. but it's, it, I always find it a bit sort of rich when players or fans on social media complain about players on other teams diving. And you oh, think I know, yeah. You'd do it yourself. Well, not you'd do it yourself, but you'd be happy if they did it themselves. So. I put my hands up. I'm guilty of it. Because I, 
because I was thinking, oh, that looks like a certain penalty from last week, that which which wasn't given, which we can talk about in the Juventus Atletico game. But the other part of the controversy was um, Anthony Lopez, the concussion. He got he took a whack in the head from Coutinho, mm. and he played on for like ten, twelve minutes. Do you remember Christoph Kramer in the World Cup? Yes, I do. Yes, that was two thousand fourteen, wasn't it? 2014 and he, he took a whack uh, against Argentina in the World Cup final mm. and then Lopez took a whack off Coutinho and he looked dazed he, he looked completely out of it but he overruled the uh, the club doctor and the physio on the pitch oh okay and then he went 10 minutes on and then the subkeeper Gorgolan is warming up and they said no 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 I'm okay I'm okay I'm fine but 10 minutes later he's in tears walking off the pitch I think maybe the physio or the club doctor should have overruled because concussion in sports is it's now coming in where I think that the player should be overruled no I think you're right I mean my sort of thought is the fact that you don't have club physios go on the pitch to tend players you have independent doctors go yes yeah we I remember we me and you have had this discussion on in the past like We, I, I, I love watching cricket, and then they've got these new helmets now, which stops concussion. Um, players, uh, there's a player in Australia called Will Bukowski who plays for Victoria and has been selected in the Australian side. He's had three concussions in the last six months. I watch WWE wrestling, and then if you get a concussion in a match or like in training, you're out of action for four weeks. How did they know? That, uh, they go like to the doctor. I know because it's free. <laughs> yes. It's predetermined, the result's predetermined, but yeah, but if they go to the, because there's always a doctor at ringside, and there's, if they always put the, the X sign up, but yeah, yeah it's, I think it should be something that should be brought into football where, as you said, independent doctors should come in. Yeah, and hopefully it will happen at some point. Uh, Lionel Messi with a Palenka penalty as well. Mm. Um. Yeah, I love that how um, Peter Jury on, on comedies has said, oh, it's only him. But Sergio Aguero scored one the previous night. I do love Peter Drury. He's, uh, he provides yeah, my favourite ever piece of commentary ever. Probably for both of us, actually. Um, uh, yours was... Manalas? No, mine was 2011 Champions League semi-final when Messi goes through on goal and scores at, um, in the Bernabeu. Yours is Bernabeu. probably the Manalas thing, yeah. Manalas, yeah. But I've always thought he's fantastic. I think it was pretty he's awful brilliant. sticking Robbie Savage next to him the other day. I don't mind Robbie Savage from time to time. No. But, um... He's actually grown on me in the last year or so. I've got the same, <laughs> I've got the same with Chris Sutton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which makes me feel very dirty saying it. But, but there you go. Um, okay, so uh, Juventus 3, Atletico Madrid 0, a Ronaldo penalty. Do you remember in the first leg, with the benefit of hindsight and everything? Var. No, it's Simeone grabbing his knackers. Oh, you go, okay, that yeah. That was almost like a job done celebration, that was. I think that was say, him saying my players showed Cajones balls, but yeah. It doesn't look great in hindsight, does it? No, I've seen some memes going around with Allegri's face being transported onto Simeone's body. Really? And him, <laughs> and him doing that celebration, yeah. Superb. Um, Atletico Madrid offered surprisingly very, little. very little. Yeah. yeah. I think um, it's, was it one shot on target? Uh, I think it was. It was pretty much all yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, it's not my rule, it's the wife. Uh, if she doesn't listen, so that's fine. Um, I blame the kids. Um, yeah, they did offer surprisingly little. And one Fran and Godin and players like that are starting to look old, aren't they? Yeah, um, one Fran and Godin are out of contract this summer. There's the intro Go- talk, isn't there, for Godin? 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much done. Um, I think that most of that side's going to be like ripped apart because it is aging. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ronan O'Gara, who not Ronan O'Gara, Ronan thing or other, who's a um, Bundesliga correspondent for Goal, he's written a little article today talking about a couple of Atletico Madrid players that could fill a hole in Munich. Oh, okay. Um, which is worth checking out. Uh, Giorgio Chiellini in his little swan dive. That's a penalty. It was a penalty. I I thought this at the time, and Max Richter mentioned it on Football Weekly, but he was right in the fact that hardly anybody appealed. And and when it showed the replay on the TV, it looked like he body-checked it. Was it Morata? It looked like he he body-checked it. Yeah, he took took out Morata. And they'd already had a little Uh, tete-a-tete a a few minutes before, hadn't they? Yeah, ex-teammates as well. As yeah. Morata had two, two years at Juventus. Yeah, Chiellini's got that in him. He um, loves to dish it out, but if you slightly nudge him, it's just, he goes down like a sack of shit. I mean, That's... if Farah had said to the referee something's happened here and they'd looked at that body check, I mean, it all could have been completely different, couldn't it? Yeah, sorry. My, I've just been... Carry players just scored from about 45 yards out. Has he? Go on, describe yeah, it. But, um, but I think he's been given the ball back. Yeah, it was to give the ball back, and it's gone over. Yeah, hang on, I'm just rewinding it. Uh, oh, okay. So, I was... yeah, it's just like from... so. I was... It's just just to give the ball back, and it's just floated over. People went in. So, are they going to let him? So are they going to let the other team trundle down the other end and score like Leicester against Forest? No, it's gone as a free kick, goal kick. Pretty much thing to Fiorentina. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to be so. Slow. No, that's quite that sort of stuff's quite unique and interesting. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo scored these three goals, and I found it pretty crappy to listen to people obviously waxing lyrical about him. Um, and you think about the allegations that's over his head. There's a great article written by uh, Nico Morales from the team of Joshay's pod. Uh, it's worth checking out. His. I think I've seen it tweeted out and retweeted a few times. There's something to yeah. look at. Because um, is it another? He's he's not saying anything at the moment, is he? But no. She, the, but uh, the woman who is making the claims is no. And to be fair, Barry Glendening called this out on Football Weekly as well, didn't he? Mm, um, he did. And it is a really uncomfortable thing to listen to because obviously he had a fantastic game. Um, he sort of pretty much dragged Juventus through single-handedly, and of course, you know, Atletico had been knocked out by. A Ronaldo it's, team for the last blah blah years and since 2014. <laughs> exactly. So there's you know the obvious superlatives are there for him, but uh, there's a huge caveat to all this, which not everybody seems to be picking up on. Yeah, there's a huge black cloud over him playing at the moment. It's just we're all waiting to see all of it comes out, but we don't know when it is going to come out because mm. his 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 people are being very protective over it well his people are over like really protective over a lot of things he's got a very high class of a lot of people at the moment hmm. yeah definitely um okay so that gives us a quarter final draw of spurs versus manchester city ajax versus juventus liverpool versus porto uh, <laughs> and barcelona versus manchester united mark goldbridge wasn't happy with liverpool getting porto <laughs> it hey Porto got through, they beat Roma, it could have been another Liverpool-Roma tie. Yeah, it but won't be easy. Manchester City Spurs, I think it's three games in two weeks. Oh, is it? Between the two? Yeah, because they're playing the league. Game. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's your favourite out of all? Do you know what? Juventus always look like some sort of beer moth 
bashing their way through, don't they, till it gets to a certain point, and then. But they get they the crypt, the kryptonite in the final, in like the recent years, in the last yeah. two, three years, where they've lost to Barcelona and Real Madrid. But um, as, as Real Madrid got absolutely walloped by Ajax, you've got a new winner this year, and it's it's anyone's. But I feel it could be between Barcelona, Liverpool, and Juventus. That's my three teams or who it could be it is wide open I kind of you've yeah. got this thing about is it in the stars for Solskjaer um, and then Juventus have got the, I mean the reason they bought Ronaldo was to win this yeah. competition for, you know finally get themselves over the line Manchester City have got to have they been to, I think they've been to the semis once before haven't they yeah they got beat by Real Madrid yeah so uh, they've got to get there at some point This is this is Pep's third season really isn't it yeah, um, they've got a title race between two um, Premier League sides in the quarterfinals, but with Liverpool and Man City, so yeah. they've got two teams going for it. I don't know. I don't know. But I just have this feeling that with Manchester City in the Champions League, it's like PSG, mm. where you spend all this money to do well domestically, but when you get onto the European stage, you feel like there could be one game too far for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um... But Ajax Juventus is going to be a really, really intriguing tie. No, I think you're right. I don't think there's any gimmies in this at all. No, no, not at all. Because Porto are a good team. Um, They've got some really good players. I like the look of Morega up front, who gave Roma the run around. And I think he'll give a few Liverpool players the run around as well. Mm. Is Abubica still there? I think he's in Turkey, but I'm not too sure. Do you you like Abubica? I do, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I do. He's he's one of those players that when he used to watch um, when Portuguese football was on BT Sport, he'd, he'd yeah. rarely be popping up with the goals. He's very good football yeah. manager as well. He is. <laughs> he is. You, you can get him at a little bargain sometimes as well, can't you? Um, right. Should we do some bits and bobs of news? Should we? Yes. Okay. This is broken in the last sort of few hours or so. So two major things here: um, a possible forty-eight team World Cup at the twenty twenty-two uh, World Cup in Qatar. I presume that means they then have to share that with another nation. Um, well, could be because they've what? Is it only f- uh, they've only got a few venues, haven't they, for the for that World Cup? Yeah, uh, and there will definitely be a 2014 World Club Cup in 2021. Um, Not for me. No, <laughs> pre-record. Pre-record. <laughs> yes. We were talking about this. Um, yes. If you think years with even numbers, I've always got football competitions, be it the Euros, the World Cup, or the Copa America. Your, re- your sort of odd-eared numbers are really to sort of. For the for the major um, for the major teams, the major South American players, the major European players, it's sort of you'd hope is a year off between the sort of uh, trundle of, um, of international sport. Some of the European teams have said that they will boycott this, haven't they? I think there's eight places going to be guaranteed for European teams, um, and some of them have said we're not going to take part in this. We're going to boycott this, but they think that each club could take could earn 50 million from taking part so it'll be talking as well as the, the eight european clubs the new tournament would see six teams from south america and then three each from africa asia north and central america and one from oceania so i imagine that's the winner of, of probably teams in the copa libertadores copa sudamericana copa sudamericana Concacaf, uh, champions league yeah yeah uh, uh the african champions league asian champions league yeah, and just like the Champions League and Europa League team, it's just, I think it's just very far-fetched. The last few years, you know what, it hasn't even been televised on UK TV. You've had to stream it on like goal.com mm. 
and just that I used to quite enjoy watching the tournament because you get to see players who we haven't seen before, mm. and you get to see players from like South America and like uh, like Asia and Africa. But now it's just been it's, it's a bit diluted. Mm. I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's, it's just it's just too much. I and mean, we were talking about players who were burnout a couple of pods ago. You just think more football would just be more damaging to the players. I think it would be for their long-term health. You, know, you imagine what Alexis Sanchez's knees are going to look yes. like by the time he's sort of 50 or 60. Oh, the God. amount of summer he, football he's played. Yeah, he could be in a wheelchair when he's like 45 or 50. Yeah, and you think Wayne Rooney too, he's seen an awful lot of um, summer football. Um, and it can't be good for them long-term as well. So I can understand why the sort of clubs have, uh, have taken that attitude. I said before on this pod, I'm more than happy with the 48-team World Cup. Very happy with it. Um, I think to organise one in three years, um, you've got to, be hard. Yeah, I'd imagine you've probably got to find another host nation, as I say. Um, mm. And in that area, are you looking at sort of Saudi Arabia or uh, somewhere similar? Um, it's going to be difficult to find. Yeah, and plus you've got all the human rights problems they have over there. And yeah, I think you might get um, presidents of teams and of their boards like not wanting to join up yeah no I, I'm more than happy with the 48-team World Cup I just think it's maybe one World Cup too soon do you think it could be in 2026 or 20, 2030 well they've guaranteed it for 2026 haven't they oh have they I'm sure oh, they okay. have yeah and yeah. um, there's also some news coming out there's a 2020 Copper America coming out <laughs> yes and, and is, is it Argentina and Colombia yeah and the distances between the two, the two countries is I mean, a lot. Buenos Aires to Bogota. Again, you're looking at it on your map, and uh, I'm just trying to sort of fi- try and find it, an equivalent sort of thing. And I think you're talking at least sort of London down to the Middle East or sort of Saudi Arabia. If you're sort of, sort of I'm measuring it roughly with my eyes on the map in front of me. It's not going to be a fun. And you're talking one country. At altitude, if you're playing in Bogota, um, yeah. Buenos Aires is um, it's sort of by a river at the mouth of the sea, isn't it? So it's um, it's going to be completely different for both for, and for all teams. Also, the players' recuperation. You've got probably a day of travel and probably two day of uh, two days of rest, and then actually probably one day of rest and then one day of training and then into a game. Yeah, that's never too good not too good for footballers when you're in you're in a tournament and you have to travel long distances yeah. again you're having a sort of quality versus quantity yeah. there aren't you yeah um and it's it's gonna be a train wreck um i mean i get the fact that i get the fact that if you held it in brazil or argentina they are countries that big that you've probably got a similar distance to cover from bogota down to uh, sort of buenos aires this year's tournament has been held in brazil yeah, um, the summer. Yeah, so uh, you know, you mentioned you've got Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro down to the south, and then further up you've got Menem and Recife, um, yeah. Manaus and Recife, Brasilia as well. Um, so yes, Brazil is an incredibly large country. And you're probably talking sort of covering similar distances, but I don't know. By the sounds of it, being in one country it doesn't sound as bad as holding <laughs> it in opposite ends of the same continent. <laughs> so, but there we go. Right, there was some Copa Libertadores this week. Um, in Group A, uh, Internacional beat Alliance of uh, Lima 2-0 and River Plate drew 0-0 with Palestino. So Internacional and River are, are 
in the top two places on that position. Uh, Boca top group G after a 3 0 win over. Uh, I'm so glad she's not on this week. Uh, Deportes uh, Tolima of Colombia. <laughs> group E, second. Uh, Nacional is second after beating Atletico Mineiro of. Um, where are they? They're not Brazil. They're Ecuador. Brazil. Brazil, yeah, Brazil sorry. Brazil. Yeah. of Uruguay. Uh, and I wrote this down especially for her. Um, in Group D, Penarol beat uh, CD San Jose 4-0, which I did think for a second was cross-dressing San Jose. But I think they're, I th- I think they're Peruvian. They are, but imagine that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cross-dressing San Jose. RuPaul's soccer games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm still amazed that the Copa Libertadores is not on UK TV at all. I am, yeah. Yeah, there would um, be a market for it, definitely. It definitely a massive market for it. Um, it is somewhere. We, you can watch, I think you can stream it on YouTube. There's oh, Calaria scored a second, they're two 0 up against Fiorentina. Sorry, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, you can stream it on YouTube. I found a stream of one of the games while I was searching through YouTube yesterday because I've been trying to. No, it's in the, the I imagine in the continent's own speaking language, so hmm. Spanish. Yeah. But yeah, it would be nice to have an English language sort of commentary of this thing. It would be really Yeah, good. it used to be on BT Sport and it used to be on Premier Sports, but now last couple of years I haven't been able to find it. Yeah, exactly. It would be good. Um Panama are now second behind Flamengo in in Group D. Uh, Asian Champions League. Um Melbourne victory uh, lost 2-1 to uh, Hiroshima. Uh, they're now fourth in their group on zero points. Um in Group E Shengdong drew 2-2 with holders Kashmiri uh, Antlers, who topped Group E. Group D, Al-Sad beat uh, last year's runners-up Persepolis of Iran 1-0. Uh, and in Group H, uh, Kawasaki beat Sydney FC, who are now bottom of Group H 1-0, which a team which featured Adam Lafondra. Oh, OK. So he's over there now. He's over there. He's been there right. He's over there with uh, Sim Dion. Oh, OK. Sim Dion of Newcastle, Ajax and PSV. That's right. I think he's oh. on loan, Sim Dion. I think it's a season loan. Um, those had a few injury issues as well. Did um, I turned over to watch a bit of an A League game last week? And you know we always joke around about Wellington Phoenix. Yeah. Did did they go to Brisbane and win five nil last week? They might have done. They're an incredibly topsy turvy team. Are they? Because yeah. I, I switched over and I was like, no, Brisbane nil, Wellington five. What's going on here? <laughs> They've got a pretty decent striker called Roy Krishna playing up front for him. He's a Fijian chap. He's very okay. good. Um, and Stephen Taylor. Excellent Newcastle. Yeah, he plays for them. Um, they've had a few. Paul Ifill, I think, he's played for them. Chris Greenacre did as well. Oh, Paul Ifill, Exxon Millwall. Yeah, and Chris Greenacre, I think, was Tramley. Okay. Oh, um, cool. So, yeah, th- there's a few of them over there. Um, what else have we got? Paul Scholes has resigned, calling tonight <laughs> by text um, as older what's manager that? after 31 days. What's that, was it? Yeah, what's that? I saw it on Sky Sports News yesterday. 31 days. 31 days. He said he would be, quote unquote, not be able to operate as I intended, as I was led to believe, prior to taking to the role. He's had one win in seven. I think they lost to Lincoln during the yeah, week, didn't they? Yeah, lost to Lincoln midweek. Uh, um, did you listen to Football Weekly? I did, yeah. Yeah, well, Faye Carruthers was at the game. They said that Oldham looked good until Jose Baxter got sent off. Yeah. But then it sort of went down to pot. I thought it was just a weird appointment in the first place. I don't think he had managerial credentials in him. Mm-hmm. But then you could see that ex, a few ex-Man United players, and someone tweeted out, sorry, that um, Gary Neville, Thierry Henry, and Paul Scholes have been pundits um bt sport and sky sports have all been sacked in months <laughs> at their jobs that they've been at or 
yeah, Oldham, uh, AS Monaco, and then Valencia. Yeah, I did right here actually. Fergus players as managers? Question mark because. Going, I mean, Steve Bruce has been okay, but going back to Brian Robson, everyone thought, well, Brian Robson, Captain Marvel, he'll make a good manager. He was useless. Mm. Roy Keane got Sunderland promoted. I think his methods are a little bit outdated for today. Uh, Gary Neville struggled at Valencia. Phil Neville's doing all right, to be fair to him. Yeah, he's doing really well with the England women's team. Yeah, but um, obviously Solskjaer's doing well at the moment, but is this mm. a flash in a pan? You know, Only time I, will tell. I don't, I don't think so with Solskjaer. I think no. he's got a, a very good record back home in Norway. Um, Mark Hughes very mixed as well yeah um, Paul Lentz so you think possibly the, the greatest manager in the history of British football certainly um, and 27 years of experience mm. however long it was to pass on to these players something's gone wrong there hasn't it so the, the, none of them have come close to fulfilling any sort of potential Laurent Blanc got the PSG job I suppose but you know what did he do while he was there won the league <laughs> I think me and you if we turned up would win the league yeah. <laughs> as long as we kept Neymar happy I think we'd win the league and um, Mbappe happy and Mbappe happy yeah you know, I think we'd sort of win the league ourselves but uh, yeah it's a very very strange legacy to think that this great manager that sort of shone over um, football for so long in this country hardly any but Alex McLeish as well if you want to go back to sort of um, McLeish has done okay he's, he's done okay coming back for a Scotland job yeah. Scotland playing this new sort of exciting football because Scotland have qualified potentially could qualify for Euro 2022 okay. I'll give you that Strachan's yeah. um, done okay but I think he was a little bit outdated with his stuff in his last few reigns okay. uh, his last few games at Scotland Okay. I think it was time for him to go but I agree most of the players that have been under Ferguson's wing are pretty, pretty much failures. They are, aren't they, for a large part, yeah. It's least, scary. Unless there's something that, you know, listeners are sort of shouting into their microphones, but what about X? I can't think of... I can't think of anybody. No, there's only Solskjaer who's done really well recently. I mean, if Rus- Russell Beardsmore might have won the sort of Copper America or something and we've just completely forgotten all about it or something. <laughs> It's like Paul Parker's done well in non-league football or something like that. Or, <laughs> yeah. or Dennis Irwin's gone back, or he's got a job in Ireland or something like that. Yeah, yeah he was the Dundalk manager when they made the Champions League or something. <laughs> Wafer Cup or something. Um, right, bad stuff. Uh, police are investigating sectarian chanting by Aberdeen fans to Stephen Gerrard. Uh, Arsenal have been charged by the FA after their fan run on the pitch and confronted Chris Smalling. The fan has also been charged with assault. Um, Birmingham City have been charged with failing to control their fans and both Birmingham and Aston Villa have been charged with failing to control their players uh, and Paul Mitchell who was a young scamping question he's been jailed for 14 weeks um, I was reading about this because some people are saying sort of lock him up for 6 months blah 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 um, the most he could have got was 17 weeks uh, okay. he got some time taken off because he sort of pleaded guilty at his earliest opportunity to so that's why he's got a, a sentence of 14 weeks um, I think there might have been a melee or something before he ran on the pitch, which is why Aston Villa have been charged with failing to control their players. I know. I saw this one as I was boarding my plane. So I was about to board my so plane. Were you watching it in the pub or something? Uh, no, I was watching it on the in the Bristol airport. I saw. I'm always just checking social media. Yeah. As I, I was about to board, and I saw this clip, and you just see this guy come out of nowhere. Give probably one of the worst punch clothes lines I've seen in a while <laughs> to Creelish. 
I would, if I was a Villa player, I would have got one in there myself. On the on the lad. Yeah, on the lad. Grealish was very restrained. Grealish it was impeccable, actually, and I don't yeah. blame him for celebrating the way he celebrated. Either. Oh no, God! But, uh, your man could have been carrying anything. Um, yes, I know. That's what um, was it? Uh, Gary Neville said that, and uh, someone it, possibly following on the pitch behind could have been carrying something. As yeah, well. it's 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 kind of you sort of let the stewards get on with their jobs, I suppose, don't you? This is the fourth time in the last couple of weeks where a player has been hit by something or someone has run onto the pitch. So we've had two incidents in Scotland where you had Scott Sinclair hit with a bottle against Hibbs. Yeah. Uh, last Friday, James Tavernier had a fan push him in, the, push him over, and push yeah. him in the face, same same ground. And then you had the Greenish one, and then you had Chris Smalling and Di Maria just, like, as well in the Champions League. Was it Di Maria? I didn't. I don't think I seen. He had that. the bottle thrown at him, didn't he? Oh, oh yeah, the, the the bottle of Heineken. So Ooh. yeah, it's just some weird weird things. I see people saying ban ban him for life, which they have. It, he he went to football with his dad which I found was quite funny and then um, the story about it is like he's what 27 he's got he's got a kid he's got another kid on the way he's lost his job and he just goes dad I'm going to run on the pitch Hold, just why why didn't someone stop him <laughs> it's really, it's just, oh he lost his job before the game I think he's lost his job afterwards oh, okay. after this yeah it's just stupid yes um yeah, it's not particularly good. Nearly as daft as uh, Ode Zaharan. Have you heard of him? No. He's been banned for six years for mooning at opposition fans after a game in Jordan. Yeah, probably with the laws that they've got. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> uh, one for Jesse. Um, Landon Donovan, 37-year-old Landon Donovan, has come out of retirement to play football for the San Diego Sockers. They're an indoor um, oh, okay. football franchise. Uh, Real Madrid have signed Edda uh, Militao from Porto, who's a defender, of 50 million euros. And of course, Zinedine Zidane has gone back there. It's a very good podcast, um, the Five Live Football Daily yesterday, which is um, James Horncastle and Guillaume Balagay interviewing Jonathan Barney, who is Gareth Bale's agent. Okay. Uh, that's quite an interesting listen, actually. Um, the, Real, the Real Madrid players have nicknamed him the golfer. Yes, it's he's, he's really good, actually, because he talks about sort of agenting in general and he does go a little bit into specifics on on Gareth Bale as well so it's um it's well worth a listen if you can uh what else have we got the gold Carlisle player that yeah that was that was because there's four viral clips from the EFL that was going to be my any other business but thank you for tweeting that out on Tuesday night because that's one of the best things I've seen for a while go on describe it to anyone who's uh, not seen it so Carlisle played Notts County. Notts County won the game three one. Um so the Notts County keeper as goalkeepers do, um just like to bowl the bowl the ball out. But Hallam Hope is in the in in the goal, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting. Ball is dropped out, Hope runs around, nabs the ball off him into the empty net. Like somebody else said, why didn't any of the defenders go? There's someone behind you. Yeah, yeah. There's someone behind you. And then there's the, the the what the best thing is. There's a Carlisle attacker coming in, and he acts as a decoy. Yeah. And you just see that. See Hallam Hope go around and then slot into the empty net. I love the fact they called it this. My first ever game I attended in real life was um, Forest versus um, Manchester City, which is the game where Gary Crosby headed the ball out of Andy Dibble's hand. Oh yeah, that was such fun. 
You've never seen Peter Reid so angry. Because <laughs> it, it happened to Shea Given when he was uh, for Newcastle against Coventry. That was Dion Dublin. Was it Dion Dublin or um, Darren Hookerby? I can't remember. But yes, I do remember. I think it might be Dion Dublin. Yeah. At the other viral clips that went viral in yep. the EFL, which one was best? Chilina's penalty. Uh, the Luton player getting pushed and then going like this. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> and then the Sheffield United fine kicking the ball to the Brentford player and then completely stacking it. And then his two mates either side were laughing their heads off. He had his moment of fame and it crashed. Yeah, and it on, crashed yeah. The Luton player did make me laugh, actually, for the sort yeah, of that was quite waddling funny. around and turning full backwards. I did feel incredibly sorry for Burr Sanchelina. Yeah, that was a horrible penalty. And it's... then you've got... Uh, uh, who who's the left back? Uh, the uh, Chris Brunt, and you got him coming after you, and like ten seconds later, saying some stuff into his face, into his face. Yeah, it's hor- I can only think he must have slipped or his foot hit the ground as he was yeah, about to kick I see, it. I seen slow mo. I think he went to to a Penenka. His left foot hit the ball, and then his right foot hit the ball, and then uh, it just went flop. Poor lad, he's only young, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Europa League results. So, um, Dima Kiev lost 5 0 to Chelsea and 8 0 in aggregate. Arsenal made it through against Rennes. Um, they won 3 2 in aggregate. I think James is happy he went to the game and he saw another comeback. Oh, yes, he was on Arsenal Fan TV, wasn't he? He was. I haven't seen it yet, but he's normally he comes across very well on Arsenal Fan TV. Yeah, you don't watch Arsenal Fan TV to see people coming across well, though, do you? <laughs> no, you want to see DT and Co go absolutely batshit crazy. I can't believe anybody watches it when they win. Oh. Only when they lose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else do we have? Inter lost to Eintracht Frankfurt. And Icardi lost Inter lost to Eintracht Frankfurt. I saw the last sort of 15 minutes of that. Inter, Same. Yeah, Inter didn't look like they had anything to offer, did they? No, they In had... Fact, to... it wasn't Handanovic making a couple of saves at the end from Jovic. Oh, yeah. It could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? Yeah, Jovic and, Jovic and Rebic. Oh, my God. Luka Jovic. Oh, such a good player. And what a goal that was. Yes. He, he, oh, I can't believe... He, there's rumours going around that... Um, Eintracht want 46 million euros for him. I think that's probably probably about 30 or 40 million too too little. <laughs> <laughs> in this cli- in this footballing climate, someone's going to pay big money for him. As I, I, as I was watching the Barcelona Leon game, and Dombele, you watch a lot of league on football. Tangi and Dombele plays for Leon. He had a brilliant game against Busquets. I think someone's going to pay 80, 90 million for him in the summer, and I think it could be Manchester City. Yeah. But um, into into a horrible mess. They've got the derby um, on Sunday, and they're they're in wretched form, on and off the field. I did great tactics. They stuck Andrea Ronocler up front for like the last fifteen minutes. Why not? <laughs> Why not? And they've got they've got a sixteen year old lad and an eighteen year old lad come off the bench. They've got no midfield. Um, everything was just going to uh, D'Ambrosio, Perisic out wide, and Kandreva, and they were just trying to whip balls in. It was just getting gobbled up by the Eintracht Frankfurt defence. Frankfurt tried to hit on the counter-attack, and if, as you said, Handanovic pulled off two brilliant saves at the end, and it could have been a lot worse. There was a couple of times where Perisic got the ball, and just walloped it towards the goal, I thought, who on earth he crossed it to? I felt sorry for him, yeah. because he's obviously sort of told to do that, and he, and he can't have a whole lot of other options to do, so he thought he might as well just sort of twat it into the goal area and see what happens but like, like you said the the, um, the Eintracht defence was sort of swallowing it up all the while weren't they they, they, were, they were fine um, yeah. and Eintracht fans 
they took I yeah. think it was fourteen thousand. So you had the top tier behind the goal, and it went all the way around to the side. It would, in the twenty twenty five minutes I was watching, all we could hear was them. Yeah, uh, Red Bull Salzburg uh, beat Napoli three one. I think Napoli went four through four three in aggregate. I watched yeah. the last sort of ten minutes and then extra time of uh, Sparta Prague versus or Slavia Prague versus. Um, that was mental. Seville. That was unbelievably good, wasn't it? I missed out on that because I was watching. I was watching stupidly something on the Sky Sports Cricket channel I was like and then I saw Richard Carman who we both have interacted on Twitter and yeah. he's also a good follow and he's like this game's mental I was like I switched over and I just see the Slavia Prague uh, players and coaching staff uh, celebrating on the pitch but the winner what a cold marked scramble that was that was brilliant so um, <laughs> at the start it went to extra time and at the start of extra time Seville scored Um. And it was about sort of ten past quarter past ten, and I thought, oh, I might go to bed then. But I thought, but there was something sort of keeping me there, saying, no, don't, don't go, don't go. So I watched it for a bit more, and then Prague got their goal back again, and you could sort of feel the ball being sucked towards the Seville mm. goal. Um, and it was a stupid free kick to give away. It was a free kick which led to a sort of a, a goal where I scrambled. It's some very very quick thinking. I don't know who it was, but some very very quick thinking on the edge of the six yard box for a little drag back and slot through to, I don't know who it was, but the shot, but the, the guy that sort of shot, and it sort of trickled in so slowly that the um, Seville defender on the goal Simon line... Simon Kier, yeah, I think it was on the line. <laughs> it was obviously expecting it to come to him a bit faster because he's sort of, you know when you sort of fall down in slow motion, you try and kick something that you think's coming to you a bit quicker, uh, and he couldn't keep it out. And then the whole stadium just absolutely erupted, didn't it? Yeah, and it, it cost um, Pablo Machina's job. He got he got the old tin oh, tack today. Yeah, and there's, um, okay. there's strong rumours that um, Monchi, who got fired from Roma last week, could come back into the sporting director role at Seville. I know he's been linked with Arsenal, but yeah, yeah it, um, Seville, uh, like, they played, I think that was their 47th or 48th game this season. Oh, OK. Because they started in July in the Europa League qualifiers, and I think it's taken their toll. Um, on the Europa League, did you see Valencia's winner at Krasnodar? No. Oh, yes, 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 I did. No, no, I didn't. But the but the Krasnodar goal five or ten minutes earlier was an absolute belter. I think, no, I, do you know what? I'm thinking to one of the Seville goals, which was... Was it volleyed from the edge of the area or something? I'm, I think was thinking back to one of the Seville goals, I think. Uh, I remember the Krasnodar goal was on the angle of the right-hand goal area. I'm trying to think it in my head, and he just absolutely levered it into the top corner. And then Gonzalo Guedes in deep into the 93rd minute, nice pull back from Kevin Gamera, lovely touch, and then into the bottom corner. And then uh, Valencia went through 3-2 on aggregate. That's right, yeah. No, I was thinking about the um, one, of the game, one of the Seville goals, I think. But yeah, there's some great goals in, um, mm. in the Europa League this week. I don't normally watch the Europa League because... I, sort of, I watch Champions League on Tuesday. Wednesday, I watch a little bit, and then I actually go and play football. So Thursday, I kind of think, no. Burnout. It's my it's own burnout. Yeah, and I should do. It's my own fault for not watching it more. I should really watch it. You should talk about Brexit. Go on, then. Oh. I know it's your favourite <laughs> topic. Your favourite topic. We won't talk about me talking about Brexit. We'll talk about <laughs> Carl Henry and Eric Dyer talking about Brexit. Yeah, that Eric Dyer tweet, that caught... Um, we were talking off, but that caught us probably a bit, a bit surprised. I thought it was brilliant. So Eric yeah. Dyer tweeted, hashtag people's vote. Carl Henry, I think, was quote-tweeting Eric Dyer, but he certainly said, against the people's vote and the MPs who voted against uh, No Deal should be ashamed. Whether you agree with either of those or not, it is fantastic for 
uh, footballers. Uh, footballers have opinions like this. Yeah, because you definitely. try and get in a footballer to talk about whether a World Cup should have been played in Russia or Qatar, and you won't do it. So to hear something like this is is fantastic. Yeah, and um, it's good to see that footballers have opinions and not the wishy washy. Please say this. Please quote this after a match match day. Yeah. Hashtag people's vote. We go again. <laughs> For the fans. For the fans. Yeah. Say something like. Um, yes. No, it was brilliant. I was really, really pleased when I saw that. Um, and I think that I do get worried about celebrities saying things. Because last week we had Idris Elba talking about knife crime doing a little video, and I can't think any would be wrong and looks a video of Idris Elba and thinks actually I better put my knife back. But and I don't know how many young people I say young people because I'm definitely not one anymore how many young people look at an Eric Dyer tweet and will then get engaged from politics from there but anything that sort of um, provoke a conversation is good mm. I agree because um, as we've said football footballers have this they're in this bubble aren't they where 24-7 they're in they talk about football it's good to see they're broad in her horizon and out of the social the the, the media guys because they're going to get hounded by the press, but the players are protected by the club media guys, aren't they? Yeah. On what they can say on social media. Uh, yes, what was the Scottish club this week? <laughs> oh, there, yes. Uh, was it Barrett Rangers? Barrett Rangers, yeah. He's, he's had previous. That is brilliant, because I think he's tweeted out before, so you won't get no updates from me today. I'm at Creamfields. Yes. <laughs> I think there's a hashtag. I think there's a hashtag going around saying "Free the Barrick One." Yeah, it was quite funny because <laughs> yeah, told his manager to go and have his face like a shite. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish badness at the best. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, players with opinions is good. I don't know where we go with Paolo Di Canio and his. Um, you know, hey, if, I, if, if he ever had Twitter, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, ex the manager loved him when he was at Swindon, but he's got some very left wing yeah. news. As he's got right a tag. Views. Is it right wing? Or, or yeah, I think one... very right wing views. Anyway, yeah. he made the yes, it is right time, wing. So. Yeah. Um, should you talk about some leagues going around Europe and elsewhere this weekend? Because there's some absolute humdingers uh, coming. So, in Spain, Barcelona are top on 63 points, then Atletico Madrid 56, Real Madrid 51, Getafe 45. It is Betis versus Barcelona and Bilbao versus Atletico Madrid. That might be quite a fun one to watch. Getafe for the final Champions League spot, please. I would love to see that, that happen. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yes, and I think one of their players in Jaime Mata has just been called up to the Spain squad. Oh, okay. oh I didn't mention that, but Declan Rice has been called up to the uh, England squad a day after being nominated for the Young Irish Player of the Year award. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> um, Federico he turns up. Um, our, one of our favourite Italian players has just scored. Federico Chiesa has just scored for Fiorentina. Oh, excellent. So it's 2-1 two, two, one, two, one in that game. He's a player. He's, that, um, he's wonderful. Pretend, yeah. If you stick a cheeky bid in for him for sort of 60 or 70 million euros in the summer. Yeah, you'll get him. He's such a good player. Yeah. But um, on in, because it's Sedan's first game back, will that be the good feel factor coming back? Will Gareth Bale get back into the Real Madrid squad, even though he said that he wanted to leave in the summer? <laughs> I think he'll be gone in the summer. Um, yeah. And well, I think... Do you? Do I mean, £600,000 a week would take him... He's going to want to take a pay cut, doesn't he? Yeah, I think if the right big comes in, I think he'll want to come back to the Premier League. So who will tempt him with the right bid? That could be Manchester United. Because yeah. Barry Glendon said the same thing for like the past two summers. He said that I could see him back at Man United. 
and I tend to agree. He's not enjoying life out in Spain at the moment because there's a video that's, that went viral of the Madrid fans kicking in his, his car <laughs> as, he tra- as he drove away from Madrid's uh, training, I think, Monday or Tuesday. But I, I think any club buying him would be bonkers. He's 30 now. He's signing on a three- or four-year contract. You're it, buying him at sort of peak Gareth Bale transfer money now. I know he was sold for a world record fee, but you would yeah. pay something similar to bring him back. Plus extortionate wages. And what are you going to get for your money at the end of it? You've already got a knackered old Sanchez at Manchester United, haven't you? Yeah, it could be like a new lease of life for him, but I can't see him being at Madrid that much longer. I think he wants to get out of that. He probably does. He probably does. It's just, yeah, where can he go? Interesting, his agent was talking, I can't remember the exact phrase he said, but his agent on this podcast was saying something like... Um, his job is, excuse me, his job is to, agents get stated by uh, football clubs a lot and he's fine with that because his job is not to look out for the interest of the club, his job is in the interest, is in, his job is to look out for the interest of his players and he knows mm. he's doing a good job when his players are getting paid more than what they're worth by clubs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is... Yeah, uh, it's, it's right, yeah. It's right, it's a very black and white way of looking at things but it is, it is spot on. That's why agents have got this, this black mark in football. I don't think many football fans, and if you've got a high-value player at your club, then agents talent to move for him. They they always get this black mark because they're trying to get the best deal for it, for their player. Yeah. yeah. So as, as you've got, you've got Mina Raiola, who's just got this, trying to get the best deal for each client that he's got, and it's just the wages that the, the club is willing to pay for his player is just mental. Mm. Um, Italy this week uh, Juventus are gone um, <laughs> that, that race is over they're yeah. 18 points clear <laughs> um, Napoli second on 57 points AC Milan 51 into 50 um, and of course it's a Milan derby this weekend and then the other thing I've written down is Napoli v Udinese which could be a good game um, uh, it, it won't Napoli will win that Udinese are awful Udinese oh, lost Udinese. to Udinese lost to a second string Juventus side 4-1 last Thursday okay. <laughs> yeah Last Friday, sorry, and it, they, they were bad. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, uh, there is some good games, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, there's um, you've got Spa Roma on um, on Saturday evening, yeah. so you've got Ranieri's second game, I was at the first game. Yeah, go on, tell us about that then. Um, very cold, very cold, very windy. I th- thought I'd brought the weather with me to Rome. Um, I thought Roma did play well, he, he wanted to play a 4-4-2, so up front was like Schick and Zaniolo, and then in the second half was um, Schick and El Shuari. Stefan El has been one of Roma's best players in the last few weeks, he scored an absolute brilliant goal, um, was pleased for Patrick Schick when he got his goal, I was right in, in line with, it, with the header. And then I got to see VAR, <laughs> which was Come brilliant. On, how does VAR work, VAR work there, for someone who's actually been at a game and... So... Uh, the incident was 89th minute, which meant there was six minutes of added time, which made the Roma fans nearby me where I was standing, because it was absolutely pissing it down at the time. <laughs> they wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to go home. I wanted to get something to eat and go back to my hotel, which evidently was only like a 10, 15 minute walk away. Um, so there was an incident where a uh, tall, lanky, um, empty striker called Oberlin collided with Juan Jesus, ball hit his hand, went to René Kunic, who passed the ball into the back in there. Juan Jesus is on, on the floor in a in heap because he took a, a collision of knees. So he the referee gets something in his ear, and then you just see him do this, goes to VAR, runs, runs over as they do to the, the VAR screen, and 
at the study Olympico, they've got like uh, video screens at each end, so you just see it go to VAR. I took, I managed to take a vote of it and put it on Twitter, saying this is the best part of the best part of the trip to see VAR, and then you just see him see him come back and then try give the free kit to Roma because um, it was evidently for handball. So of course you don't see what it's for. You're just sort of no, stood there no, your thumbs waiting. Yeah, it's not like in cricket where you you're looking for like the third umpire where you see a missed stump a stumping chance. And that's given all a run-out chance. You just see the screen at the top saying VAR. You don't so, get to see the incident. Presumably you know why he was running, because you saw these two players in a bit of a heap. Yeah, you see the what the incident was given for. You just want to see, is there clarity for it? So, you th- OK, so did you look at the incident uh, when it happened, and then you go back to your hotel to watch the highlights or something later on, and then you suddenly watched it and went, oh, it was given for that, was it? Yeah, I thought it was for the foul, but apparently it was given for the handball. OK. What sort uh, of... Come. It was, so the ball was cleared into his arm, but his arm was, like, out here. Mm. So they said it was voluntary handball. That's a, a rule that has to be stamped in, now in football because you've seen... I yeah, I think, is it IFAB's come out in the last couple of weeks and said that from next season, it, the handball rule's going to change. Yeah. And and then I saw it on my hotel, I was like, it was for that? I thought it was given for the foul. <laughs> So you, you are sort of a bit confused then. Yeah, you, you do not get to see any of it on the screen, as you would do at a cricket game where you see stumping, if it was a no ball, if it was a run out, you, you just see the screen saying VAR. Yeah, I'll just, I'm sorry, I'm listening to you, I'm just trying to find the sort of wording on... Um, I five. Okay, so a free kick or penalty will be awarded if the ball goes into the goal after touching an attacking player's hand arm. Or a player gains control possession of the ball after it touches their hand arm and then scores or creates a goal scoring opportunity. Or the ball touches a player's hand arm which has made their body unnaturally bigger. Or finally the ball touches a player's hand arm when it's above their shoulder unless the player has deliberately played the ball which then touches their hand or arm. So apart from that last bit in brackets at the end there's no mention of the word deliberate. Yeah, if it's voluntary or involuntary, as the wording was said by the uh, by the Empoli coach, who, yeah. who got the sack the other day as well after the defeat, <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't good for him. There is no offence. Would you like to hear it's what a... there's no offence for? At the moment. What? Go on. Okay, no offence if the ball touches a player's hand or arm directly from their own head, body, foot, or the foot of another head or body of a player who's close near. So... If me and you are playing and I kick the ball onto your leg and it comes back and hits my hand, that's not handball. Good, um, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't happen anyway no. because you, you've got no reaction time at all. Yeah, the, the ball touches a player's hand or arm which is close to their body and has not made their body unnaturally bigger. So if your hands are down by your side and I cross it and hit your hand, that doesn't count. If a player is falling and the ball touches their hand or arm when it's between their body and the ground to support the body. So if you're making a sliding tackle... I suppose, and you've got your hand down to sort of stop yourself. That doesn't that doesn't count. That happened in the MLS last week. I was watching the highlights of that last yesterday. Okay. That happened in one of the games. Uh, and if the goalkeeper attempts to clear uh, a th- or release into play a throw-in or deliberate free kick from a teammate, but the clearance falls or fails, the goalkeeper can then handle the ball. If the goalkeeper attempts to clear a throw-in or deliberate kick from a teammate, okay, so pass back, but the clearance fails. The goalkeeper can handle the ball. So, the ball is passed back to you, but doesn't quite have the legs for you to just... Oh, I could run out and pick it up. Or touch it with my hand, or... Yeah. 
That's, that's that cleared up. That's for next season. We'll we've worry got, about we've that got, in a few months. We, we've got, we'll wait for that in August when we do our pods then. Yeah, we'll worry about but, that then. Well, but it, of... it, was, it was strange seeing... It, I was looking forward to game just to see if there was any VAR, but then I'd said on a WhatsApp group, it's actually quite strange seeing it. Yeah. Being there first-hand, because we've all seen it on TV, but it's actually strange seeing it first-hand. What sort of reaction, or, um, what sort of reaction did the crowd give to Ranieri? Uh, they loved it. They they gave him um, a big applause. Yeah. There was a few boos when the players come out on the pitch, but uh, yeah, they they were all. Up. Ranieri's a Roma fan. Mm. He's a Roma fan for life. It's his second. I think it's his second or third time back at the club. Remember, he was thirty minutes away from winning the league title yeah. against Mourinho's Inter in the two thousand nine two thousand and ten season. That's still a sickener for him. And for most Roma fans, including myself, because there was one game in particular where Roma had it and then they lost 2-1 to Sampdoria. Antonio Cassano, Sampdoria at the time. Um, Pazzini scored two at the end. And it just cut to Philippe Maxos and he was crying on the touchline. And you're just thinking, yeah, it's gone. I remember but, that season because he took it with such class, didn't he, Mourinho? He, yeah. He was very sort of... <laughs> Mourinho-esque. <laughs> Mourinho-esque, yeah. yeah. Um was this the first home game since the derby then? Is this why they were booing? Yeah, and since the Porto game as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And um, Alessandro Florenzi got sent off on his 28th, I think it was his 27th or 28th birthday. Oh. So he didn't have the best of games. Oh, no. <laughs> but he, 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 one one yellow was for um, arguing with the ref. The second yellow was, it was a bit later, 50-50 challenge. Yeah. yeah. No fault yeah. then if you've um, already got a yellow for descent. Uh, in Germany, Bayern and Borussia Dortmund are both top on 57 points uh, Red Bull Leipzig on 46 um, Bristol Munich Club back on 46 uh, and then three places three points behind is Frankfurt and then Leverkusen uh, so this weekend we have got Hertha Berlin versus Bristol Dortmund Bayern versus Mainz uh, in France um, PSG are way out in front then of course you've got Lille second on 57 points Lyon on 50 Marseille on 47 Lille versus Monaco is going on right now um, I can't get it at the minute uh, we've got Lyon versus Montpellier and it's Le Classique of course this week it is uh, nil-nil between Lille and Monaco oh ok uh, Monaco six... a bit of a renaissance aren't they six... they are it's six minutes left oh ok right so yeah. they're doing ok uh, yeah, yeah Le Classique this weekend so uh, Mario goes to um, Paris Paris uh, some talk that the Ultras might not be happy if they don't get a victory here yeah because after the Man United debacle and now there's a story that came out today that Mbappe got fined 180 grams okay, well, for turning up, turning up late to training. Ah, that doesn't seem very Mbappe-like, does it? No, I don't think it is. I don't know if that's from what happened previously because he turned up late and he got dropped for a game. I watched um, Rio Ferdinand meets PSG the other day. Um, what he met Dani Alves, Buffon and Tuchel. And Thomas Tuchel comes across a very intelligent guy very much of a thinker and he sees Mbappe as a striker in the Ronaldo form yeah of a, a, a phenomenon not Cristiano Ronaldo yeah the, the Brazilian one which I adore and I think is one of the best strikers I've seen but yeah um I love watching Mbappe he's such a genius I do at, at his age um but PSG is so much in front I don't know if they could like take their foot off the gas at the moment because they're going to win league on at a counter. And I don't think that's what the fans want. No, but they can't... That's what... Probably that's what they're getting at. 
they can't lose this game though. Mm. No one wants to lose like a, a massive derby game, especially in La Classique. I don't think Marseille's won it since two thousand eleven. No, okay. Um, this is in Paris, so you would kind of think that it's with them. Um, but Marseille doing okay. I watched them. I've seen them a couple of times on BT the last couple, couple of weeks. Saw them up against Nice, and I saw them against Sanitaire the other week. Um, Balotelli looks like he's really, really enjoying himself there. Mm. He's doing well with Tovan as well. Um, and last week they kept uh, Luis Gustavo, Strutman and Payet on the bench. Yeah, I heard that as well. So Rudy Garcia has changed his tactics to accommodate um, Balotelli in like a new fo- in a four four two. Yeah. So with um, Valerie German, I think he's a striker as well. Yeah. Good link up player, and Balotelli's taken uh, taken to uh, Marseille like a duck to water. Didn't score for Nice for like six to eight months, but. Mm. Hit the ground running in Marseille. He's done uh, very well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I heard that he was giving some of the, the current Nice players and the, the Nice manager, Patrick Vieira, some stick when they played him a couple of weeks ago. No, he was really nice. I saw it. it, it um, I think um, it was on the pitch during the game. It must have been on know. the pitch during the game because yeah. before the game, when all the players meet in the tunnel and stuff, they're all really, really pleased to see each other. Um, so it must have been sort of stuff that happened in the game. I saw. He found one of their players and he stayed on the ground and Balotelli said something to him, but everyone looked really, really happy to see him. Um, Maxime Lopez as well is another player that's having a good season for Marseille as well. So I reckon that they might be able to do something. If PSG are on a massive downer, then something can happen. I'm just looking at the table now. Um, PSG got 74 points out of 27 games. So it's like Juventus in Serie A. Lille second with 58 points with the point that they've got at the moment against Monaco. So, 57, um, did you say? Uh, 58. 58, yeah. Uh, Lyon was set a third, and they got Marseille 47. They could get into a Champions League spot, because in France, the top three go yeah. to Champions League. I think third gets the... Is it the qualifiers? Yeah. So the top two get automatic. You never know. Rudy Garcia has previous... Uh, in France, he won the league title. He won the double with Lille. Mm. Did okay at Roma, but in his final year and a half, it pretty much stagnated. I thought he was pretty much could get the sack at Marseille, but he's really turned it around brilliantly. And with Balotelli firing, you, you really don't know how this is going to end up. It's going to be a good game, though. Definitely. Yeah, it will. It will be because Mbappe versus Balotelli, it's, it's <laughs> box office. <laughs> Uh, some other derbies going on around the world. In Mexico, it's Guadalajara versus Club America. Uh, in Greece, it's Panathinaikos versus Olympiakos. Um, and Colombia, it's Independiente Medellin versus Atletico Nacional. So there's some uh, goodies there if you're looking for a YouTube stream this weekend. Monaco have just scored. Have they? Yes. What a goal it was. Who was it? Uh, ooh, his name is Vinicius. Not Vinicius Junior, because he's at Real Madrid. Lifted the ball over the defender, come back down, bottom just tapped it into the bottom corner. Oh, Lovely yeah. goal. Yeah. They have picked up since he left, haven't they? Uh, since Henri left and Jardine yeah. came back. Yeah, Jardine come in. Um, you're talking about derbies in Greece. He said the Panathinaikos. Is, the, uh, is, it the, is he the owner going to come on the pitch with a gun again? Was, he, was that AEK Athens? Was that I think it was Pauk. Oh, was I think it? it was Pauk. Yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, that would be... A, I mean, you know... He's, he's no Birmingham City fan. At least the Birmingham City fan came on and used his um, fist. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a weapon. 
Um, it's the FA Cup this weekend, so it's Watford versus Palace, Swansea versus Manchester City, uh, Wolves Manchester United, Millwall versus Brighton. <sighs> Anything there exciting? So Wolves Manchester United could be exciting, couldn't it? Wolves Manchester, yeah. Um, not apart from that, nothing really. I always find that when there's Premier League games during an FA Cup, I don't think the Premier League games should be played. I think it should be just so concentrated on the FA Cup. Yeah, none of these are a three o'clock kickoff either. No, because uh, oh, uh, the goal has been given. It went to VAR. Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get live commentary from me tonight on the games <laughs> I have in the background. Yeah, I just feel that it, this no, when it gets to this sort of stage of the tournament, you just think that it should be set on the FA Cup. Should have its like its weekends, and then as you said, none of it's three o'clock. You got is it one tomorrow lunchtime? Yeah, and, they're all and they're all scattered around, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, the average fan on the street gets to see it, I suppose, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course, because it's on TV nowadays. But I just feel that it, sh- it should be... Do you remember when Everton played Liverpool in the FA Cup semi a couple of years ago? No, Chelsea played Liverpool in the FA Cup semi at Wembley a couple of years ago, mm. like when Andy Carroll scored. There was, uh, there was Premier League games going on then. Mm. I just feel like it's just, nah, not for me. No, OK. Um, well, the Premier League games you were talking about, the first one is, well, there's one on Sunday, which is uh, Fulham versus Lim, the Steve Finnan derby. Um, Fulham's... Liverpool should win that, comfortably. Do you think? Yes. Go on, I'm going to, no, I'm not going <laughs> to Liber- predict a Liverpool win, but... Do it, do it. I've done it before and we won. By the way, yeah. I also got last the match of the day right last week as well. Was it Huddersfield? Huddersfield-Bournemouth. God. There's a knack to this. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to... I'm not going to do it this week because I don't know how they're going to do it with the FA Cup. So I'm not going to predict well, it this week. I think there'd be either two shows or it'll be on at one after the other. You think? Um, what else have we got? We've got also on Sunday uh, Everton versus Chelsea in a Pat Nevin derby. Uh, Everton, 11th place. Uh, the last three have won, drawn, lost. Um, Chelsea drew last weekend against somebody. I can't remember who. Wolves. Wolves, that was it. Before then, they the won late, their last couple the of The late games. Eden Hazard goal. That's right, yeah. Before then, they won their last two. So, um, with teams above them playing, uh, it's their chance to move into uh, at least this spot. Uh, goal difference, I can't work out because you need maths for that. 30, what's 31 minus 19? 11, 12. 12, yes. What's 39 minus 24? 15. Okay. So they need to win by three goals or more to get fourth spot from Arsenal. Yeah. God, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> that is difficult. Um, but they are away at Everton. This is a good he said this is, so it's not going to be an easy one for them, is it? No, but they did win a few years ago. Didn't they win 6-2 or 6-3 a couple of years ago there? I think yeah. it was, that was under Mourinho. But Everton have been such a hodgepodge of a side this season. Mm. You don't know what you're getting with them. They, they've actually got not a bad squad. But I don't know if Marco Silva's like... I don't know what he's, what he's doing there. No. Sorry, I just, I've just massively copped up with that goal difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the goal difference is actually written. So the 24 I asked you to take away was actually the goal difference. So I asked you to take oh. away the goals against from the goals this difference. Is... This is tough, this is. Uh, um, sorry, you're, you're, like, you're like Sid Lowe with Max <laughs> on his podcast. This is awful. My mum's an accountant. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, go on, sorry, you were saying about Marco Silva's Everton. I, yeah, it's just a weird side to watch. They're yeah. very inconsistent. 
they are. It must be frustrating as hell to be. Um, I mean, for all Adam says about as long as they yeah. turn up twice a season, it must be frustrating as anything to watch them. But yeah. these things take time, don't they? Yeah, there's a project there, and yeah. you've got to stick with a project. Don't know how long it's going to take. They got the guy from Holland, who's their sporting director. You're going to have to wait a couple of years to see the real Everton. Yeah, yeah. You, you need three, four transfer windows, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Get rid of what, who you don't want and bring in who you do. Um, Bournemouth versus Newcastle, uh, Sylvan Distant Derby. Newcastle looking for their fourth win in five games. Um, Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser have combined for nine Premier League goals this season. That is the most since Nicholas Anelka and Dennis Merkamp, who got 10 in 98 Okay. Nicholas Anelka, who had his 40th birthday this week. Oh, he's 40. Jesus Christ. I remember his debut for Arsenal. Yeah, that young little 18 year old. 18 year old. Yeah. the pitch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Iosi Perez has got six goals at St James's Park. That's the most in the Premier League without an away goal. Um, that makes no difference because they're playing at Bournemouth this weekend. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is this end being played at half past 12 on a Saturday like it was a couple of years ago. Is it? No, it's not. I just okay. think that's the worst kickoff time for travelling fans from up north. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Newcastle, I think, would be maybe looking for a draw on this one, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they're pretty much safe now. What with the wins? Actually, go on, sorry, Karen. I think they're safe now. They're pretty much safe. Um, Newcastle in 30, Bournemouth are in 12th. So there's a, there's sort of minus four goal difference. So if Newcastle win 2-0, then they may even pop over them. <laughs> but Bournemouth are like your team, you just like crazy. They could win 4-0 against Chelsea and then lose 5-6-0 against like Manchester City or Arsenal. Yeah. I know they lost 4-1 against Man, uh, against Arsenal. And against Manchester City, they didn't even attempt a shot on goal. You know how Bristol City won sort of six games in a row a couple of months ago and now they've not won nine. in six? Yeah, nine in yeah. a row. And now they've not won in like their last five or six. That seems a very Bournemouth-y way of doing yeah. things. Yeah, Bournemouth is like this crazy three months where they're very Jekyll and Hyde and then at the end of the season, they're fantastic. And at the beginning of the season, they're fantastic. Yes. And then Eddie Howe gets talked up to be the next Arsenal-Chelsea manager and then they just go on this slump. Yeah. They're a very bizarre team. And I, and I think Adam was saying this a couple of weeks ago, Eddie Howe gets quite an easy ride. Yeah. Um Burnley versus Leicester in the Joe Johnson derby. Uh, Burnley have lost their last three. Um, Ashley Barnes has scored in his last three home Premier League games. And Jamie Vardy's got five and five in the Premier League. Um, Brendan Rodgers, isn't it? Brendan Rodgers, isn't it? Burnley, yeah. where are Burnley? Burnley's back in 17th. So they're only, they've lost their last three. Like I said, they've only, they're only two places ahead of Cardiff who don't play tomorrow. So if they win, then they would only go at one place because the goal difference of the teams above them. Um, they would only go above Southampton. They're, they're in this relegation fight still, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, there are. Um, Cardiff. It's, do you say Cardiff for 18th? Cardiff for 18th on 28 points. And you've got Burnley on 30, Southampton 30, and then Brighton and Palace on 33, New, and then Newcastle 34. Yeah, so you're looking at probably up to Southampton, where at a push, so you're thinking if Burnley can get a result, they need to win this game just to, as a buffer. Mm from Cardiff anything else is pretty much a disaster they're in this mess they are yeah I mean Cardiff 
aren't as bad as I thought they would be. And even if Burnley no, won they're and, not. and went to 33 points, although that's five ahead of Cardiff, I still wouldn't be counting my chickens if I was uh, Sean Dyche. No, because you think Neil Warnock will just G up his players. I know some people in our what group do not like Warnock of his previous past with mm-hmm. clubs. <laughs> not naming names. Um, spell. Right. <laughs> You said it, not me. But I think he's he's done actually quite well with this with this squad at the moment. They are a championship squad in the Premier League, and they're fighting for their lives. Yeah, I think if you had said to Neil Warnock back in August, after 30 games, you'd only be two points away from safety. Safety. He would have snapped your hands off. Yeah, I think he would have done, definitely. Um, and we just preview Cardiff, even though they're not... Um... <laughs> Finally, not, West... until, not until the after the international break. <laughs> no, that's not bad, is it? And finally, it's West Ham versus Huddersfield. Where are West Ham? West Ham are ninth. Um... If West Ham, if West Ham don't win that, there's something seriously wrong. Huddersfield are championship bound so bad that they they've done the double over Wolves this season, which is a miracle. Yeah. Um, I, I said that West Ham are ninth sort of regularly because. It, they didn't start to go with Pellegrini from what I remember, did they? No, they lost the first four games of the season, which was Liverpool or... If you can get these, you're very impressive. And to Wolves, Liverpool... Oh, my God. Bournemouth, I think they lost too, didn't they? Yeah, there's one that I do know. I, I remember they lost Liverpool first game of the season. Yeah. Ars- Arsenal was the other one I was thinking. I lost because Emery's first win. I can't yeah. think of- I can't think of the other one. Yeah, they lost their first four games. Then they won at Everton. And then, yeah, they've been up and down. But Felipe Anderson's a good player. He's really, he's really to the Premier League, really. Um, he's he's one of my players of the season. Uh, yeah, very much so. Because has his dad still got that court case heading, hanging over him? I think so. That happened when he was at Lazio. That's was it? Uh, is it drunk driving? His dad drunkenly drove through the wall of a house, killing the person inside. Yes, house, I remember that. That was when he was at Lazio, maybe a couple of years ago. Mm. I'm not too sure if that's still overheard. I don't know the, the ramifications over that. Mm. Um, but he's had a cracking season, hasn't he? He's been called up to the Brazil squad. Yes, he has. And it's a shame that um, Yamalenko's been injured as well, because if they'd had him yeah. fit all season... They could yeah. have been doing really, really well, couldn't they? Yeah. Achilles injuries, one of the worst in football. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You think if they got a decent number nine in there, they could be yeah. Yeah. doing very well next season. Um, they need... I mean, Hernandez hasn't been the out-and-out striker I think they'd hoped he would be. Yeah, Andy Carroll's... He's Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll doing Andy Carroll things. <laughs> Getting really, really drunk on holiday in pre before pre season, and then breaking his leg, falling off a, the ledge of a window. In I think he was on holiday with Winston Reid, who also got injured. So yeah, Andy, <laughs> Andy Carroll doing Andy Carroll things. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, that brings us to the end of our Premier League preview. Uh, have you got any AOB? Um, yeah, today is the 50th anniversary of Swindon beating Arsenal in the League Cup. So 1969. Uh, March the 15th 1969 Swindon beat Arsenal 3-1 In what stage uh, of the League Cup was this? Final final. Oh, was it? Okay final. Yes they won, The one at Wembley That was Swindon's best Greatest dead football In their history um, Tomorrow they're doing Something at the club And hopefully I'll get some photos To you guys In the WhatsApp group And 
post on social media. I think this is a big thing that the Trust SDSC has been building up for like the last month or so. Who are you doing... for? Uh, we're at home to Port Vale. Okay, crap, aren't we? Um, yes, they're not doing great at the moment. They're outside the, the relegation zone. Macclesfield and Notts County are um, in the relegation zone, um, struggling at the moment, but Port Vale are just outside. Um, the Trust are doing, they're doing something tonight, which me and my dad was going to go to, but we decided not to last minute. Um, they're doing like an AGM stuff and doing a, a question and answer with some of the guys who played in the 69 Cup final. Oh, and then Don Rogers, uh, John Trollope, and I can't remember who else will be at the ground and at the game tomorrow. Yeah. So that should be quite good. So that's something to look forward to tomorrow. Oh, brilliant. Well, that would be really good. Yeah, send us some videos. We'll put, them on, um, we'll put that on Twitter. Um, yeah. I'm just looking because... Did I read something that it is Sheffield United versus Leeds this weekend? It is. I think it's on Sunday. I'll have a look if it's on Sky. Leeds are always on Sky, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Much to the chagrin. Oh, Manchester versus Lincoln City on Monday night. That's got to be a local derby, isn't it? I think that is. Lincoln, who are going for it. They're, I think they're top top three or top four Mansfield. They're definitely looking for um, yes, it's Leeds playoffs. Tomorrow. Yeah. Ah. Tomorrow morning is uh, Leeds versus Sheffield United. Leeds won at Bramall Lane earlier in the year. Um, earlier in the season, sorry. Um, do you see their game midweek? Pablo Hernandez's goal. Oh, yes. I heard Ross, Ross yeah. sticking Pablo Hernandez in the WhatsApp group with exclamation yeah. marks. Yes. I, li- I was literally going past Bristol City's ground when that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. was it? You give the cheer. Uh, no, no, no. They played Reading. Uh, but the airport on Bristol Airport. The Temple makes you go past Bristol City's ground. Yeah. Very nice stadium. Not like it was when I went there five, six years ago. I've been drinking there. I remember you sending pictures on Twitter a couple of years, probably about two months ago. It was now. a huge award ceremony. Yeah, it was a award ceremony. <laughs> I was sat there, hosted by uh, a man from the Hoe Double. Okay. He got very upset because I kept calling him Dion Double. <laughs> he wasn't happy at all. Um, how do they follow me on Twitter? Uh, it's got a my mind. Okay, you can follow me at chingham 77 uh, at You've done it. At Man on the Post is the Twitter account. Uh, you can follow us on there for updates. We are also on Facebook as well. Um, you can download us from Acast. If you give us a follow on there, you can download us from uh, Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, and you can download us from iTunes. So if you uh, give us a subscribe on there and all those other platforms, your uh, episodes will automatically fall in the box. If you rate and review us on iTunes, we'll also be incredibly grateful to um, I think there will be a um, review show this coming uh, if Chris got his episode, which I can't actually promise. Um, <laughs> he just moved, is he just moved home? He's moved house yeah. about three weeks ago, and he's either in dispute, or they've not come around to his house to his oh, no. um, and he's not very... So that could be a while. It could be a little while, so um, it could be just Ali and Dave again. Next week, there won't be an extra time uh, podcast because it's an international week, so we're doing something a little bit different. There will be the second half of the quiz that we had last week that you uh, that we had that, last, that, last last year, sorry, that you shamed yeah. yourself from. Hey, I Actually, carried no, you, Ryan. You did carried Ryan, I have to say. I yeah. carried Ryan. <laughs> there are others on that quiz that have to have a long, hard look at themselves. So <laughs> basically... Um, if all goes to plan, you and James from Sunday show, uh, from Euro Show will be playing against Ali and Ryan from um, Lemon Pieces of Me, he's me. Uh, versus Tom and Greg. I can only imagine the sort of described as freelancers uh, rather than belonging to a particular <laughs> show. Uh, and the winner from that show, uh, the winner from that uh, round of the quiz, will get to play Unusual Efforts in the final. Uh, I think yeah, Ross, Ross, 
carried yeah, just well, seeing that. But... Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the Leeds United question. Yeah, but it'll be Jesse and uh, maybe Kirsten or Sonia or Megan, whoever comes to the final there. So, James. Uh, James, you're James or Scott, sorry. Edit. <laughs> Edit. Scott, really sorry. Thank you so much. No worries. I've enjoyed the two of us tonight. It's been good. It's been good, isn't it? And also, yeah. just keep your man on the post.